This episode of the See You Next Summer podcast is brought to you by Sandcaster. Uh, we love the quality of Sandcaster. We mostly use it of how the high quality of the audio recordings. And it will always help us to sound our best. We have used Sandcaster for more than two years. We love it. So right now, this episode is brought to you by them. Uh, we, we have an offer right now. Go to sencaster.com slash pricing and use our code C-U-S-E-E-Y-O-U and you will get 30% off of your first month of any Sencaster pay plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do for all our your, all your podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Any kind of podcast free from, from cooking, movies, TV shows, we highly recommend you. So please go to sencaster.com slash pricing. Use our code C-U-S-E-E-Y-O-U and you'll get 30% off of any Sencaster pay plan. Hello, welcome to the See You Next Time podcast. I'm Rob Rodriguez and here's with me the, the Gina Davis to my Brando fly. Billy Pollyham? Well, that means that I won't turn into a disgusting fly monster, so sure. And I get to say the tagline of the movie. So, cool. It is a good tagline, though. Yeah. But yeah, we're back into the last movie of the remake month. And I selected this movie because I saw this movie once when I was a kid. And I'm like, this movie is fucked up. And I see it as an adult. This movie is way more fucked up now because now I realize this is a love story with a body horror. It's a Greek tragedy is what it is. It is. They're doing the Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. 1984? 6? Hold on, let me let me look that up. Uh, 1986. 86, okay. So that is almost 40 years. 40 years ago. 30, 38 years this year. Yeah, 38 damn. years. And also because um, I have to bring up, because I saw this movie as a double feature. My mother showed me the original when Vincent Price, the first one. And there's a scene that even I saw this scene before seeing this new this uh, this remake again that still traumatizes and scares the fuck out of me. The guy about to get eaten in the weird weird fly costume with the with the spider. Help me! Help me! Help me! And the way that they put out the rock on top, I was like, oh god! Ah! Even though there's a bad effect, but the voice with the excuse, help me! Help me! Uh, that still scares the crap out of me. And he's still dead. Yeah, so if it's the black and white movie, that's actually the sequel that most people have seen. No, I have seen the one that... Yeah, the original one is actually in color. Yeah, the one we in don't color. See, the yeah, original the we, in color. We mm-hmm. don't see the big fly reveal until the very end. Mm-hmm. Here it is also quite the same, but it's actually... It's a good remake. It makes some changes that are pretty well, well done. Pretty substantial uh, remakes while still... Maintaining the meat and potatoes. Once again, the fourth movie in a row that is less than an hour and a half. Good choices that I made. That's <laughs> really good choices that I made. And we get to talk about David Cronenberg. First time. All right, thinking about David. Very Cronenberg. famously known for body horror genre, mm-hmm. which is visceral bodily transformation, infectious diseases, and intertwining of the psychological, physical, and technological. He does a lot of sci-fi didn't horror. He just made that Crimes of, didn't he just make that Crimes of the Future thing? 
Yes, he did. Yes, he I did. I fell asleep during that movie. That he is so also cool. known for two Vigo Mortensen's best movies, which is A History of Violence and Eastern Promises. That that uh, Ooh, those are good. that bathhouse scene in Eastern Promises, that alone is worth it. But yeah, um, he is mostly known for sci-fi horror. Like the other two that come to mind are Videodrome and Scanners. But he also has made dramas, psychological thrillers, and actually gangster movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty pretty good. Uh, Interesting choice. Yeah, I will also never forget his brief appearance in Jason X, where he's one of the scientists that frees J- that freezes Jason cryogenically freezes Jason, which that is Jason in the future. Jason X is insane. So- yeah, but it's actually David Cronenberg, and it's weird to see mm-hmm. him. It's like when David Lynch pops up in movies, you're like, oh, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, because we're talking about a cool remake right now, I just like to bring this up. Because you're gonna know how bad this is that we do this uh, before. Hey, Mean Girls remake, I fucking hate you. Go ahead, let's continue. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna make it a mission in my life to make you rewatch. Oh it hell, no. oh, well, maybe. <laughs> if it's for here, it's for here maybe. maybe. <laughs> we got so many ideas up the ass that we'll probably never get to them. So you might mm-hmm. look out, you might not. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I was personally victimized by the Mean Girls remake. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Oh my god, that's okay. It's okay, but yeah, mm-hmm. ending the whole month with MGM's The Fly. Even though it said Fox on the version that I saw, though, I thought it was yeah, MGM it's 20th, too. I th- actually, yeah, it is 20th Century Fox. Never mind. But this is a Disney movie. No, well, let's let's be clear. Disney movies made by Fox <laughs> now are after a certain point. <laughs> No, so technically Gina Davis in The Fly is a Disney princess. No, no. It only <laughs> works if it's uh, past the merge. Or... <laughs> Which, that didn't happen for a couple more decades, so mm-hmm. we're pretty good. But yeah, um, this is the story of a man, an eccentric scientist, Seth Brundle, and his experiment of making a teleporter. And... He wants to teleport people. Yes. He can teleport objects, but not people. So he tries it on himself like an idiot, and a, and a pesky fly comes in, messes with the DNA, and, well, you see at the very end of the movie just how awesome practical effects can be. This movie is a practical effects Galore. smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Don't eat. No. And... If you, this is also a very intense movie, mm-hmm. so it's not for everybody. Just be warned if you ever want to see it and you are very sensitive to those sort of things, just skip it because it will not be for you. Yeah, this this movie is uh, also very, very sad. Sad, but also, do you know that there was a lot of Beauty and the Beast kind of moments? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there was a lot of Beauty and the Beast moments. Yeah. And also because there was a moment that reminded me of the um, the Ron Perman version of Beauty and the Beast from the nineties. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a moment I was like, "Wait a minute, I have seen this before." Oh, but, but you also know who did the music? I think this is the first time we're talking about him. Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Yeah. yeah oh no, no, movie. he did do Ed Wood. Yeah, he did Ed Wood. Yeah. But also very famous composer. 
and really good composers. His Lord of the Rings scores are, well, incredible. Yeah, so this movie um, it starts up where we see we're in a party and we see that I was like, I'm working on something that would change the world, says uh, Jake Goblin. I was like, uh, 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 I'm working on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. How are you just going to be eavesdropping to learn? You you can come to my cappuccino. I have a cappuccino machine. I have a machine. And notice that you don't go out. And he, he's talking to Gina Davis, <laughs> who's a reporter. Stuart Little's mother, and... please. <laughs> From N.I. Shyamalan <laughs> screenplay, Stuart Little. Yeah, so the character's name is Veronica Quaif. Yes. For Particle Magazine. And this is a, a party thrown by his financier, Bartok Industries. And I think of the name Bartok from Anastasia because yes. that's the name of the uh, the little bat, mm-hmm. the little white bat. Yeah, voiced by Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I want you to come back to my apartment." It's it's very. She's really stupid for doing for going along with this because you don't know this guy, and he you're going in his car and stuff. He's like, "Hey, I'll take you back to my apartment." What if he's a, a rapist? Trigger warning for anybody. Mm-hmm. And the way that he says, I was like, oh, I, I have mo- motion sickness while she's driving. I'm like, um, girl. And then you don't see the red flag of like the storage house where he lives, all drenchy and dirty. And I'm like, um, move, run. <laughs> but no, she still kept going. And I like that the movie immediately drops the plot. It uh, like immediately what we know about the machines. And also the thing that baffles me about the movie that didn't even to try, but I, I'm also happy that they didn't. They never made a Star Trek joke because of like Beam Me Up Scotty. They never did any of those jokes. Um, Actually, Beam Me Up Scotty was never actually said in Star Trek. Yeah. I just I had to do that. I, but I, I get, to bring I, up the nerd thing. Look, I, I know what you're saying, but I know. you know somebody is like... There's probably one dickwad out there that's going to try to do that. So you might as well just get that out of the way. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he made teleporter pods. Telepods. And yeah, the production design is really awesome. Mm-hmm. This feels like a mad scientist. And actually, because of this movie, the character there's a Ninja Turtles character named Baxter Stockman. And he is basically based on the fly because he ends up transforming into a fly and there's even an episode titled return of the fly so it's it's really cool knowing that uh like even a movie that's fucked up as this can inspire a children's cartoon with ninja turtles oh yeah and also i like the design of the telepods because they look kind of like weird beehives like metal beehives with a little door they do they do i was like it's an interesting design i totally forgot about that and immediately like a well, what 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 do they do? I was like, uh, I need an object, uh, something valuable, like like a jewelry. And she's like, I don't know, have any jewelry. And then she, I like the way that they is being like, a, oh, that like she's gonna do something sexy because we see her hand going through her like leg, and then she takes her her shoe off, and I was like, oh, she's gonna get her shoe. I was like, no, and she she gives her like her panty, her pantyhole, her stocking. Sorry, her stocking. Yeah, because it's a very different name in Spanish. I was like, I was like, ah. Uh, Given that, it was like her stocking. I was like, um, in the machine, we established that the machine has voice password. And I love that how he mumbles at this big interpretation uh, device. 
And I was like, and then I look, how do you see the white light? And she's like, great, this is the world's largest microwave because she sees the stocking all with smoke. It's like, no. Uh, no, just lo- look over here at the other pod. Uh-uh. Well, well, uh, uh, it, it, uh, all the particles in the air are your stocking and they teleported it from there to uh there. Yeah, you do a Jacob much better. It, it could it could change all of human existence as we know it. And he's probably like, can I just say Mommy's very angry. There might be Mommy's very angry. <laughs> run 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 as fast as you can. And you package it in yourself. So so <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, but they also established that it while it can transport inanimate objects perfectly it's much harder to transport live objects. That's the big thing that he's trying to figure out because we get to see that it mutilates live tissue when he tries to transport a baboon and it turns it inside out. Mm-hmm. It's quite graphic, but it's also oh, pretty yes, cool. And pretty quick. Very quick. But yeah, we see that she's a journalist and then she goes with her ex, that is her editor, that this guy has uh, was like, very weird behavior. He has a very kind of like stalker kind of behavior to her. Because he wants to have sex with her. And yeah, this movie also feels... Well, I mean, dude, she's Gina Davis in the 80s. That is true, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gina Davis is still awesome, but like... And then we see that the brown set uh, go, goes to her. was like, well, actually, I'm going to make you an offer. He's like, can you just wait for me to finish it? And I'm like, my, the thing that I want to do, I want to teleport myself from one part to another. I want you to see the press. I want you to be like the the one that recording everything. You will have the per the the whole story. And then they, we established that he was also very smart. At his twenties, he was almost about to get a Nobel Prize. And then we get into the monkey scene, uh, the baboon scene, because then he pours a baboon in, teletransports it, and then the way that we see the hand first, and the puppetry looks so damn real. The focus on the bones and the melted flesh and he's still screaming and this is only like three seconds but my god that was the first time i was like ah ah i forgot about that ah i was like i was like i was just jumping and watching it on my computer i was like ah and then they do an experiment because what if the computer needs a code to transfer the flesh so they put out a stake in and gina davis takes this stake that was teleported i was like it is synthetic so maybe we need to make a like a to the computer to learn about it. And I love when Gina Davis goes to like to buy clothes for him because she notices that him only has this five set pairs of clothes. The thing was like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, he will look great in this jacket, says the ex. So jealous. I was like, I'm finally pursuing something huge in my career, says Gina Davis. And he says, yeah, he's cock. I was like, Okay, that was a good line. Wow. So first, let's go over some casting real quick, because I found some casting info. Um, well, first, this movie was going to be made by Mel Brooks. It was not going to be a comedy. Yeah, it was going to be made by Mel Brooks Production Company. And he wanted Pierce Brosnan for Seth Brundle. But Cronenberg rejected the casting. And then John Malkovich was the top choice, but he declined. John Lithgow was F- offered, but he also declined declined saying that it was too grotesque yeah john lego would have been interesting mm-hmm. michael keaton and richard dreyfus were also considered um but jeff goldblum was proposed uh by cronenberg because goldblum was willing to perform with prosthetics unlike people like richard dave uh yeah dreyfus 
And uh, Gina Davis was because she was Gold- Goldblum's real life girlfriend at the time. Ah, old nepotism. Yep. Cronenberg wanted Davis and um, it made them look at each or uh, the producer wanted made him look at other actresses, but they were all disasters and saying that. Yeah. Um, and also. Uh, do you know that the gynecologist later, that's what David, that's David Cronenberg himself. Oh, really? So if you ever wanted what that guy looked like. Now I know. That's him. But yeah, um, they, she offers to help him track his progress mm-hmm. and just stick with this story because her lover, um, ex, her ex, um, Stathis Borens, and he's got like a goatee and everything, and it's just like that's a choice for the name, and he looks a lot like the guy, the evil guy from the first Ghostbusters. Oh, Walter Peck, he does look like Walter Peck. <laughs> they they end up spending a lot of time at. Goldblum's apartment. They become more and more in love. And then soon they make love. Mm-hmm. And the way that she like I can notice the chemistry right there, but she's like, I can eat you up. And I was like, uh, I was like, ooh, ooh, this is hot. The way that she's like uh, licking him and smelling him. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then She's like, oh, I need to see my, I need to see him because I don't, it's an old life for myself. And then I love that Jacob is someone analyzing because they make an, a successful experiment of transferring the baboon to another telepod and the baboon came fine. But he's like, he gets super jealous and he's with, talking with the baboon and then he teleports himself. But I love before he gets into the pod, we focus on the noise of the fly and only the baboon is the only one can listen to it. We hear the brrrr. And then we, I love that we noticed the flight in the little window on the corner. And when Jack Goldman doesn't notice that, I like that little touch of like how Cromer is filming that. And uh, Veronica comes back and I was like, I did it. I was successful. I was like, uh, yeah, oh, I missed it. I was like, don't worry. I recorded it. I was drunk and I was like, you're still in love with him. And I was like, no. And then she noticed it because they had sex again. Now him being to, uh, uh where with the fly, I was like, uh, and, and then she notices the hairs. I was like, these hairs are like really hard. I can barely cut them, but she cuts them and then she saves them. Yeah. Also, the reason why he was able to teleport was because he programmed the machine to recognize tissue. Yeah, because of the state. because she made she made a remark about the flesh driving women crazy. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, He's like, okay, I'll just... Then he does an experiment with two stakes, and that's how he's able to transport. Where he gets these baboons, probably from his financier, because, you know, animal testing. Yeah, and... I was going to say how he got the baboons so easily. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other thing, um, the ex legitimately believes, or the st- believes the story is legit now, for some reason. And... That's when she was going to. Uh, that that that's when he gets drunk, mm-hmm. and he gets convinced that she is still seeing him. Mm-hmm. So that's why he teleported. He did it out of spite, and then that's where the fly came from. And then he comes back normal. And I'm gonna call my mother when I when she saw it with me. She's like, "This is the reason this movie got so popular. It's because of this scene." When Jack Goldman's doing some aerobics on the on the chair. Oh, he's doing the salmon ladder. Yes. 
and doing all of those things. I was like, ah, and now seeing as an adult, I get it. I get what this movie was popular. <laughs> A lot of women from that generation really like that. With his amazing 80s mullet hair. And also really nice to see that Jacob had in that moment. Yes, he did. And you, and you know that the thing that came into my head when I saw that scene? When heroes decided to give Mohinder powers in God. season three. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> because they were doing the fly with Mohinder in that storyline. Pretty much. So we see that... Um, that uh, set by buys her like in the jewelry, and I love that we they're in this coffee shop. He's like, hey, I feel like a million bucks. I feel like that pot made me a new man, and all that. And he just putting more sugar, like more than seven spoons of sugar, into a cappuccino, a really small cappuccino. Yeah, he has an intense craving for sugar. And then they have. So I I can't help but think of uh of Men in Black, <laughs> you know. The water thing. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. And then they have sex, and I love how she says, like, I don't know how can you do this for hours? Pretty sure you have, ba- have ba- barely have any fluids left. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, I, I'm just like... Uh, but she notices that the, he the, he still has hairs in the back again. Yeah, and then uh, I also think of the Futurama joke, death by snoo-snoo, and uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and soft. <laughs> And then I was like, uh, I was like, I want to teleport you. And no, I won't. You're afraid of teleportation. You're afraid of the plasma. It's not really about penetration. I'm talking about, about, about the penetration beyond the veil of flesh. Yeah, and then... And then I was like, get out. Move. Go, Bell. Leave. Leave right yeah, now. And, and then he's like, you're jealous. Mm-hmm. So already red flag. This guy mm-hmm. is just, just, just nuts. And mm-hmm. oh no, he tries to force her to teleport. Yeah, to force her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like, yeah, is Seth Brundle is a creepy dude. Mm-hmm. It is. They do capture the awkwardness, and I think casting Jeff Goldblum was very much a good choice because he gets that mm-hmm. socially awkward, yet somehow you're intrigued by him. He's got a charisma mm-hmm. that you can't help be like, okay, I want to see where this guy goes. I can change him. So I, I, I can understand that. But yeah, he goes to a bar. Then he finds like the biggest dude ever. In a flannel. And in a flannel, of course. And he goes in an arm wrestling match. And he not only wins, but he gives him a, the guy a compound fracture. And it's gross. And do you notice that we're some, a little bit of the acid on the, uh, on the, on the hand? I'm like... This is the thing that I wonder because of editing. Did the acid slide a little bit before he broke the bone? Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, like a compound fracture is when the bone mm-hmm. is on the outside. So you know mm-hmm. that's intense. Anyway, yeah. he, he gets a, another girl, takes her home, and then they have sex. And then she, when that happens... Um, the, the, the woman doesn't want to go through it again. I was like... Uh, I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. I was like, no, 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 don't do it. And then Gina Davis shows up. It was like, oh, like he noticed that he was like, he had, you had sex with her. And then I was like, uh, and then she says, and she's the the woman says, I'm afraid. And then Gina Davis, be afraid, be very afraid. I was like, that was a good line. Yeah, 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 that was a good line. Yeah, but now this is when. He's starting to transform slowly but surely, and now... Yeah, because we see some of the scars on his face. Yeah, the blisters. 
Yeah, and he's like, you look bad, you smell bad. I, I don't like to take showers. Took some of those hairs back and I, I, I analyzed them. The results are strange. They were not human said They were insect hairs. Look at your face. You're jealous. Uh, that does this. You're a sick man. And then I was like, this is a sick man does this. And then he starts hitting the wall like super hard. He's like, don't come back. Never come back again because you went to the East Wing. And then Gina Davis wrote like the beauty. No. <laughs> yeah, but now he's just like losing his mind. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes in the bathroom later on, he notices even more change and his fingernails start falling out. And then the nail technically splutches. <laughs> it's like, oh, ew, ew. Yeah, but he tells some of his nails off. And then as the computer, what happened? And the computer says, Yeah, because he's like, oh shit. Yeah, something, something's wrong. And for the 80s, that animation looks pretty damn cool. The graphics of the fly reveal, it looks pretty damn cool. And then I was like, and, and then I was like, uh, was it fusion? No, absorb fly negative. Fusion of Brandle M fly at molecular genetic level. So this is the thing that is different from the from the original. Because in the original, it was kind of like a weird fusion interchange. That, that, that was the thing in the original. Yeah, and he kept trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. With like a big uh, um, cloth on his face and his right arm, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was also a French scientist, so that's that's strange. But okay. Anyway, it we uh, we do learn here that first the use of quote unquote modern technology, and then also because the fly was in the teleport po- uh, the telepod with him. They spliced the DNA together because, you know, you could only do one at a time, I guess. And that's the that's the tragedy of the fly is that it could have worked if it wasn't for that damn if fly. It wasn't for the fly. And then uh, apparently a month went by in the movie's timeline in which um, Seth, you know, Goldblum and Davis don't speak to each other, but he finally calls her and. When she arrives, she sees that the place is even filthier and just he is very much scared, but he is he is losing it. And his skin is like decaying like so bad and he's wearing canes because some of his fingers like fell off and he's wearing canes. I was like, a, I was like, yeah, I was like, the computer got confused and it splices us out. I'm not Sam Brandon anymore. I'm kind of like the son of Seth and the fly. I'm, it's like cancer. I will disintegrate. And she's like, what do you call me? I was like, I call you for you to document this. And then he was like, we see, put, put, grab some donuts. And then I was like, and he was like, the only way that I could eat, because a fly cannot eat, eat salad, hey, I had to vomit over it. And the food will disintegrate. That's the only way that I can eat. And then he tapes himself as we see the ex watching the tape. And he's super like, oh, God. I was like, you cannot go back to him. This could be contagious. And then and then he sees him on the walls. I was like, uh, did he see his... Oh, yeah. Well, they were, I liked while they were talking, his ears fall off. Yeah, the ear falls off. I was like, uh, this disease is turning me to something else. I'm becoming the Brandlefly. It's kind of a stupid name when you think about it, but <laughs> makes sense. And the ex is watching the tape. And then she goes, she's crying, was like, why are you crying? What happened? I'm pregnant. 
Dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you don't use protection, you idiot. And she had sex for like, like a day, according to the, the script. That's what happens when you snoo snoo without protection. Mm-hmm. Bye, snoo snoo. And I was like, I don't, I want to lose it. I was like, you're going to be fine. It'll be over soon. And this is the moment for me that it has stayed in my brain since I saw this when I was a kid. Because she wants to get an abortion. I was like, then she's at the operating table. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? I was like, a little more. So you can push it. And then we see the damn horrible, but looks amazing though. Like the way the practical, the maggot that was like, makes the sun. And she's like, ah. And then she wakes up. I was like, when I watch it again, I was like, ugh. Yeah, so that's just a nightmare for her. It's just a nightmare, but still, I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, you should get away from me because the fly instincts will take over. And then also he's putting in his medicine cabin, like all of the things that he has lost, like different fingers and the ears and some of the, his teeth. And I love how he says, like, I don't want to see you anymore. I was like, you have to leave and never come back because incest don't have politics. They're very brutal. You can't trust them. I want to become the first insect politician. She's like, what the hell are you saying? I was an, I'm an insect that dreamed to be a man. Now the dream is over. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but he learns that she's pregnant because he overhears her and her ex talking and he kidnaps her even better and then, I was like, she should and then he's like you you're having the baby because apparently he wants it may be the only thing left of his humanity because that's what happens oh yeah and then and then can we talk about the, the way that he gets her though because that reminded me of another show because uh, when she's at the operating table then then we see this beautiful glass like a uh, wall and then Jeff Goblin does the Luferigno with the Hulk smash. Because <laughs> for the thing, like Luferigno with the Incredible Hulk, and then she steals Gina Davis. I was like, okay, I like that. I was like, I never... The ex Staphis follows them to the apartment, and he has a shotgun, but Jeff's, or Seth jumps down, and then he vomits on him on his left hand and right foot, and he melts them. <laughs> And he's just in absolute shock. So he's just he's just sitting there and he's about to vomit on his face. But then uh she comes to uh, to stop him and is like let him live. Mm-hmm. But he's like I need you to help make me a human again. And then he establishes the theory was like what if I put myself in one part and you and the baby in one another and we could, we could be the ultimate family. All of us all into one. And then she's like, no, please don't do this. And then she starts dragging him. But then she tries to grab his face and then his jaw fell off. I was like, oh, God. And this is the transformation. I'm like, looks amazing, but it's disgusting at the same time. This is the final transformation, The way that the skin pulls off of his eyes. And then we see the head of the fly. And everything is fell off. God, it looks amazing, but it's disgusting at the same time. And me saying that I have seen all of the sound movies and so many of my score, but this is for me, this is more disgusting. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it, like, it looks amazing, though. Yeah, and then we see the fly head, and it's it says gnarly mm-hmm. as the Thing remake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's even more for me, though. Uh, and then we see that he... Well, I, I think it's because it's more like 
fluidy. And also because we feel bad for the characters. That's the thing. My problem with the thing remake, I didn't care about the characters, but Akira care. Well, there's also less characters. There's really only that is three. There is only three characters. It is a bitter tight screenplay. That is true. This would be a good like stage play if they could get the visual effects down. Mm-hmm. But this is a classic sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Like classic Twilight Zone, everything. But and... it does on the crypt too. Feels very tells from the crypt. Yeah, very much like a a, a um cautionary tale. A warning, cautionary tale. Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. And now he throws Gene Davis into one pod, then he activates the computer, and he steps into the other. But then the boyfriend, miraculously using the shotgun as a, as a cane, shoots uh, the cables of uh, Gina Davis pod for the transmission not to happen. And then uh, Brando flies, try to destroy the glass, but it's too late. He opens the, the door and he's about, but he gets teleported to the part number two that it was the prototype that was established at the beginning of the movie. And he comes out and I also, it's interesting how they made it, that it, he looks smaller, but then he has a weird little tail and how he's dragging. Yeah, because now he's fused with part of the pod, so it's like parts of his body are now like spiked it with looks metal. looks like the pod, yeah. And just like crying in pain. And the skills are like, oh God. And then this moment is horrifying, but poetic at the same time. I like it. The way that she's crying and seeing him, but then he grabs the shotgun and points it at his head. And it's like, kill me. Kill me. I'm in constant pain, please. And then she hesitates at first, but then she looks at him again, and then boom! And then it ends with her just crying her eyes out, and the film just ends. Ends! Yeah, like that! Damn, that's a dark ending. Mm -hmm. I think the last time we had an actual dark ending was The Mist. Yeah, that was the last time we did a dark ending. Good ending. But yeah, that's a... That was David Cronenberg's The Fly. This is a very good movie. Easy plot to understand. Very quick. That's why this episode is also very quick. And also for me, me, that I have seen all of the Saw movies, saying that I got disgusted in some moments, and other people cannot digest some Saw movies. I can barely digest this movie. Would you say you would have to vomit first? (laughs) No. But yeah, this is a very good movie. Great performances. I like dark endings. It is a will be a movie that I will see again. Yes, it's a good movie. It's a very damn good movie. The directing is amazing. The body horror, the makeup. Like you said, three characters. It's a very good. The music. The music is also very good. It's just it's just very well made and it feels cinematic. It reminded me a lot of the first Terminator. Because, like, also the first Terminator felt, like, very personal. Just three, four characters, and that was it. Well, yeah, and it's also just, like, commentary on how far do we go in order to ensure, and how far will ambition take us. And the, the addiction of technology, how we will play God. Yeah, and as you know, always trying to play God never ends well. I guess that's just the theme in Jeff Goldblum's career. Between that and Jurassic Park. Yeah, he has done a lot of weird... St- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Everyone is very well... I mean, it's just a very well-made movie, and it is what you call an actual remake. Because it remakes it. 
That's the that's the key word there. Yes. Yes. Unlike Disney or Gus Van Sant's Psycho, famously, which is literally just the same movie, but in color and different actors. Literally shot for shot. Not even kidding. Like the exact same. The only big difference is when she gets stabbing, they do like that weird RC scene of like all of the different backgrounds. That was the only thing different in that damn remake. It doesn't matter. I know. I like Vince Vaughn, but Norman Bates can only be played by Anthony Perkins. Mm-hmm. You need a very good actor in order to play somebody that psychotic. Or the kid from his motel. You mean the good doctor? I'm a doctor! I'm a surgeon! I'm a surgeon! I'm a surgeon. <laughs> it looks like Daniel Day Kim won that round. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Osai. Whew. Oh, stop thirsting over Fire Lord uh, uh, Jin from Lost. That, that's the only reason I'm going to watch that show. <laughs> yes, not the Avatar name, but I, I, under, I understand. Mm-hmm. We might do a special on that when it comes out. Maybe. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see if we have time. But we're not here to talk about that. I'll give this movie a nine. I'll also give this movie a nine. Very well made. It's a good uh, bookend for our remake month. Yes. And it completes the thread. Oh, movies from the 50s that had a remake in the 80s or 90s? Interesting. In the month of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in the month of love. The ulti- the fly is the ultimate love story, in a way. It is a fucked up way of Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Twist never was there any more woe than that of uh, Brundlefly and his Romeo? I don't know. She dies in the next one. They did make a, a fly sequel, and it is terrible. I saw that. It's bad. I, it's bad, but it has some interesting choices with the kid, though. It's bad, but I was like, okay. And the effect of that thing that fused with the damn dog looks scary, though. Look good. With the villain at the end of the movie, then he's like, kind of like a weird cage that fuses with a dog, and I forget the other animal. That looked great. But yeah, that movie's forgettable as crap. <laughs> the, the flight. But you know what's not forgettable as crap? Next month, which is my birthday month, and since I get to do whatever I want, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yay! So, if you don't like Superman, too bad. Mm-hmm. It's Superman mom, baby. Because we're going to be going over all of four of the Christopher Reeve movies and Superman Returns. Yay! Even this problematic. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, where can the good people find you, buddy? You can find me as always at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at RobertRDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS spot on Twitter. Give us a review on Apple, Spotify, and the other one saying you believe. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at BillyBatsonsLightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main show Twitter at S-Y-N-S pod, as well as give us a five star and just write a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as <laughs> Raul, stop distracting me. <laughs> he has a he has a stuffed thing of lion from Steven Universe. You can also follow us. Uh, let's see. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, then Google Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. Google wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Help me, help me. Dun, 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 dun.